hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Will Levy, recorded at Equipus Church in Eden. For more information, please visit equipuschurch.com. Well, this morning, who knows what, what this morning is? And don't say Sunday. It is Pentecost Sunday. Who knows what Pentecost Sunday is? Is when the Holy Spirit came into the upper room and was released as a, uh, as a whirring windstorm and as fire, tongues of fire came and the, the, the gifts of the Holy Spirit were given into the church of Jesus, the first century, the first church of Jesus Christ. Amen. And I'm excited about that. Who was, who was here on um, Wednesday or Thursday night with Shane Willard? That was unbelievable. If you weren't here, um, man, you missed out. But we have got dates for next year, and um, I want to encourage you to get out to it. Just, just phenomenal and amazing. If you saw someone's hand go up, uh, go and ask them if they bought any resources, and go and like say, "Can I borrow them?" and uh, get it out there. But hey, before I start this morning, I just want to just go to the screen and and just watch something, if that's all right. While I want, why I wanted to share that little uh, clip was um, who can remember riding their bike for the first time? You know, then, you know, I, maybe you were one of those people. I mean, back in my day, I learned to ride a bike when I was six. I got my first bike when I was six. It was a yellow BMX. All right, it was awesome. Uh, the place that we lived in was uh, had a very steep section. It had a path, just just like a garden path and that was it and then there was the house and so I learned to ride my bike literally about this distance I, I got to get on here and I get to pedal to the end of the stage stop get off my bike and try again and come back and who, who saw the one with the wobbles that was me the whole time the wobbles and all that I mean nowadays it's just a whole lot easier isn't it what are the balance bikes who's who's seen the balance bikes is, uh, this is probably a lot of younger people or, or older people who've got grandkids. But now balance bikes are awesome because they're just these little bikes and you no pedals, no nothing. You just get to scoot along. And when you feel like you're sort of balancing, you lift your feet up and you coast along. I really believe there should be adult balance bikes. <laughs> Maybe there's a market for adult balance bikes. I'm not sure. But um, the reason why I, I, I shared that clip this morning was because we're continuing on the This Is Us series. I know it's been very segmented through the different uh, gifts that we've had coming through the life of the church. But this morning, I, I want to talk about the Holy Spirit. And it's really no coincidence that it's landed on Pentecost Sunday. And so this morning, I just want to talk about moving. And, and we're really just, just going to scratch the surface on, on what it is in the power of the Holy Spirit in you, living th- and moving through you uh, for the world that we live in. Who, uh, I like what Pastor Shane Willard is like, Jesus has got to get bigger and the cross is going to work better. Yeah, I pray this morning that, that those things are going to happen. And so what I'm going to be teaching on is going to, I've got a whole lot of Scripture. Um, but I'm really praying that the Holy Spirit just comes alive in you and, and alive in me even more and more. And so, Lord, as we open up the Word of God, as we study the Scriptures, Father, would it come alive to us? Holy Spirit, I pray that you would minister into our hearts. I pray, Holy Spirit, that we would, we would just know you in our life. We would be able to hear your voice. 
would be have the uh, uh, have the confidence to step out, the confidence to know you living and working in us. And so, Lord, I pray, even right now, there'd just be an overflowing out of heaven poured out on every person. And so, Lord, come and fill this place in the mighty name of Jesus. Everyone says, Amen. Amen. Very cool. Well, um, so, you know, learning how to ride a bike gets the wobbles on. And isn't it funny when you're learning how to ride a bike, you're somehow attracted to that one pole in the middle of the field, or you're attracted to that lamppost or that letterbox, or you're, you know, somehow you end up just crashing into those things. Who's, who never crashed? Come on, there's going to be someone. I just, oh, we're all brave. We're all honest. It's good. But here's the thing is why I, why I shared that clip is sometimes, you know, when, when you've got your bike and, in, and if you could look back now, it's like, that's how I started. But who knows how to ride a bike now? A lot, most people. And once you've, once you've learned how to ride a bike, if you haven't ridden a bike for a few years, you can generally come along, pick up a bike, jump on it, and ride a bike. Most of the time. <laughs> if, if you haven't had that ability, we'll pray for you later. It's all right. But, um, you know, when, when it comes to the Holy Spirit, I think it's sometimes like an experience of learning something new. I believe in the encounter and the power of the Holy Spirit coming into our life. But now what do we do with that power? When I, was, when I became a Christian, when I was 14, um, I gave my heart to Jesus. Some of you may know this story at a Christian camp up in Wellington. And I gave my heart to God and a friend prayed for me. And then suddenly I had this, had this language that I'd never Never, never knew and known before. So there's something just came up out of my spirit, and I could speak in this. What now I know is a heavenly language. But I went to a, I went to a church that that was probably just, I would say, the best word tentative when it came around to the gifts of the Holy Spirit, because there wasn't a lot of teaching on it. There was, it was, a, it was a, it wasn't like it was a bad thing, but there just wasn't a lot. And so when I gave my heart to God as a Christian. I had this heavenly language, but I never really stepped into all that the power of the Holy Spirit in me was. And it wasn't until I, I, I came to a, a different church and I, got, I started hearing more scriptures, I started reading the Bible more about it, that I started to get, get the gifts of the Holy Spirit stirring up inside of me. It's a bit like riding a bike for the first time. Maybe you've heard about the Holy Spirit. Maybe you've gone to, been in those churches that I was part of, and, but not really taught about. Well, this morning, well, we, we're going to teach about the Holy Spirit. And I pray that maybe you've, you've had that encounter and there's a few wobbles. Uh, I pray you don't face plant. Amen. Uh, I pray that you get, get on. I mean, the best thing that I could show now is a clip of like those crazy mountain bikers. Or that Red Bull, like the, how they, they, they do that Red Bull challenge going down through a city on, on how they just do backflips and they're just so in control of, of, of their mountain bike. That's where I believe God wants to, we journey from our, the wobbles, right, to a place where we're, we can learn and we're confident to do backflips on our mountain bike. Who wants to do backflips on their mountain bike? In the, in the, metaphorically, yeah, yeah more, more hands. I don't even want to do backflips on my mountain bike. It'd, it'd, it'd die. Right. <laughs> um, 
So I have got a bit of scripture that's going to come up on the screen. My encouragement would be just write the references down and then, and then, and then you journey with the Holy Spirit later and, and go from there. Is that, is that cool? <coughs> Excuse me. It's also great. Pastor Desiree is out in Mosgiel preaching this morning. And so um, I, know that, uh, I know that's going to go well out there. So keep praying for her. Cool. And um, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, let's go there in our Bibles. So we're, well, we're flipping all over the place, but it'll be right. Flipping all over the place. Not, yeah, I know what you guys were thinking. I don't use language like that, right? <laughs> anyway, let's move on. First Corinthians chapter 12, uh, verses 10 through 11. Let's put it up on the screen. Here we go. It is the one and only uh, Spirit who distributes all these gifts. He alone decides which gifts each person should have. That was beautiful, wasn't it, before? Those little kids, the children from Kids Church have been doing a study and they've learned some stuff. I thought it was amazing how a lot of prophets were there. <laughs> Just because they like telling people how it is. No. <laughs> but uh, no, generally, I, I loved it. I was like, yeah, we need the prophetic. I love all the, all the gifts coming out and the just um, kindness and giving. It was just beautiful, wasn't it? But here's the thing. It's the Holy Spirit that distributes those gifts. Uh, you, know, I've, I've, you know, I've gone down that road where I'm like, why didn't I get that gift? Anyone been down that road? I really want that gift. That's a cool gift. Uh, that's a, that, that gift's better than that gift. Well, here's the thing. If you get a gift from the Holy Spirit, I reckon that gift is the best gift. And here's the thing is God's created you. He's God's created your personality, everything about you to carry that gift well. And so I want to encourage you this morning, just be all that you can be. And it doesn't mean that you can't move in the other gifts but you've primarily got one gift and that's where your motivation from. Is that cool? So it's the Holy Spirit that gives the gifts. In Romans chapter 12, let's flip back to there. And it says this one, in His grace, Romans 12, 6, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. Uh, if, gifts, if, it is, if, if your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you are a teacher, teach them well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it is giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take that responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift uh, for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. So here's the thing is, you do it when, when the Holy Spirit's given you gifts, right? He's given you. So you do it in the faith that you have. You minister in the faith that you have. You know, if you've got the gift of giving, um, if you've got faith to give $500, give $500. And you'll find that as you start stepping out into, the, into that gift, suddenly you, there, there's other things that start happening around your world. You're a person that is able to generate finances. Then some, one day, $500 is going to be like, you know, that's easy. Now I'm going to give $1,000. And I'm going to get some speed. I was like riding the bike again. Again, a little less wobbles. 
And you're starting to get into a place where you're getting some freedom and some flow and you start stepping into the gift that God's given you. I've got friends who are now giving over hundreds of thousand dollars a year. But it started off with just getting the trainer wheels out, riding along the bike. All right, we're going to try this out, God. And they stepped into it. And so it's the same with the Holy Spirit. I believe, you know, there are different times where the power of God will come on you and you'll be able to step right into it straight away. But I believe that for most of the church, it's a good place to start when it says this, you prophesy with the faith that you have. You, you know, Michael Maiden didn't start. Who knows Dr. Michael Maiden? Most of us. For not, like one of the sharpest prophets that we've ever had in the life of the church. Uh, maybe he started off like that. I'm not sure. But you know what? The best place, I, I, I know the place where he would start off. He would have started by just coming along next to someone and encouraging them. And we're going to talk about that a little bit down the track. So it's the Holy Spirit uh, that gives us the gifts. And then now our response is now to receive those gifts and to start peddling our bike with them. Our response is to use the ability that God's given us and to start, start managing ourselves so that we're starting to step into that ministry. Is that cool? Awesome. Well, the next scripture I want to go to is actually in Luke chapter 10. Um, and it's, it's just as the 72 have returned, Jesus is having a conversation with the 72 disciples that have returned. I think this, we need to have this as a foundation. Uh, yes, I, he told them, I saw Satan fall from heaven like lightning. Look, I have given you authority over all the power of the enemy and you can walk on snakes and scorpions and crush them. Nothing will injure you. Is that it? I wanted a little bit more than that, so I mustn't have given the guys a reference. Um, I have given you authority over all the power of the enemy, and you can walk uh, among snakes and scorpions and crush them. Nothing will injure you, but don't rejoice because uh, the Spirit obeys you. Rejoice because your names are registered in heaven. So when it comes to the spiritual gifts that we have, it's awesome that we get to now use them, we get to now partner with God and we get to go into all the world and, 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 and just see, be the church and be the people. Like even now, we saw this morning the gift of mercy, the gift of kindness, the gift of caring. When we're looking after that person, that's what we're about. We don't just use it in church, we use it with our neighbours. I don't I know if my neighbours are here, I don't think they're here, but um, that's all right. But I was sitting in my lounge Last week on a, one night, and I could hear these cats outside having a fight. I was like, oh. but then they started sounding like English. And I was like, there wasn't cats. It was people. And so I went outside, and there were, I'm, I'm not going to tell you the circumstance, but there were two neighbors, uh, lady neighbors, yelling at each other at 10.30 at night, where I live. I'm like... It's hard to have neighbours where I live. And I could hear them from my lounge. That's a long way away. But I go out there, I'm like, what's going on? And there were, well, there was a situation, but I was just able to go out there. I'm like, Lord, that's a dangerous thing to go into, right? That is a dangerous, I'm not being disrespectful, but uh, that's dangerous. I'm like, Lord, show me, help me. Holy Spirit, right now, I just go, okay, hey, 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 what's up? Hey. Like the Lord just gave me a word of knowledge. Hey. 
hey, that was a hey. I was like, Lord, give me more than this. And, uh, and so I'm like, hey, okay, all right, okay, yep, all right. It gave me a few more words of knowledge. Not really, but and then we, we were able to calm the situation down and, and, then, and then one person went back home and, and ended up calling the police and, and another person came and she's like, you're the pastor, eh? I'm like, yes. <laughs> and it was one of those, oh, can, man, and they just started pouring out and, and you're just like, okay, all right, I'm, there's hurt people. You know, just be, yeah, and so you're just able to have a conversation. And they're like, can you bless us? Can you pray for us? I'm like, I'm, I'm like the neighbor that doesn't talk to the neighbors. <laughs> this is not something, this is do what I don't, yeah, anyway. You should talk to your neighbors, but I'm like, um, yeah, I mean, I do talk to our neighbors, but. I don't really go out there and uh, if they're around, I say hi, all that sort of stuff. But not not really like in in the neighbors' faces. But they just know who we are, and and it's just an opportunity then to just pray with them. Jesus, would you love them? Would they know the heart of of what you are to their lives? Would you just Lord, this is a hurting person right now. Lord, would you fill that gap? And so you just start moving in the power of the Holy Spirit and you're just working out the kindness factor. And so I believe this morning, it's not about, you know, why going back to that Luke scripture, it's, it's not about us knowing that we have authority to stand on scorpions and snakes. But what it's about is the motivation of knowing that our names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life in heaven. Our motivation for moving in the power of the Holy Spirit is always uh, to lead towards salvation, is always to lead towards encouragement. It's not to go, man, I'm walking in this. This is my gift, you know, and, and, and this is, I, I'm able to do this because I've seen people operating in the anointing of God, but then I don't want to bring my judgment on them, but I'm like, hey, man, there's you know, I'm like, are we bringing, or are we using the gifts that we have to point to Jesus so that God gets glorified, right? It's always that Jesus, always what Jesus was doing. He was always saying, we're doing this so God gets glorified. So God gets glorified. Who wants to glorify God with their life? Amen. I thought we all, that'd be good amen, that one. Uh, we all want to give God our life. We all want to serve God our, with our entire life. And so we can do that, but we need to know the authority that we have and know the power that lives in us. So the first thing this morning that I want you to know is you've got been given authority. You have been given authority, right? Let's start this morning. That didn't, that didn't faze me with Dave because we've been given authority and we've prayed and we're believing and, and we've been given knowledge as well. And the medical profession came along. And, and he's in good hands. And I know God's got him in his hands. But we've been given authority. Go, Lord, we can stand on this. We can believe. Amen. And so keeping on going. In Ephesians chapter 1, you would have heard this a thousand times. But uh, memorize the book of Ephesians and, and you'll, you'll, you'll just know the power of God. And you'll be able to read... Bring scripture every single time it says this. Every 
All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. Even before He made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in His eyes. Again, I just want to reiterate it this morning. I know we say it all the time, but it's like, hey, just just look up. Just keep peddling. Who's a parent who's just said, just keep peddling? One of the techniques of learning how to ride a bike, I think. My kids ended up doing all right. I'm like, just keep peddling. Just keep peddling. And you pedal and you suddenly, you know, I reckon when we need, when, when, when I, I just keep bringing scriptures, it's like, just keep peddling in this. Do we know that we've been given every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms? We're, we're, we are flesh and blood, but we're also spirit. Amen. All right, who, who, who knows the power of God was operating in the royal wedding? How many people are excited about how the bishop preached at the royal wedding? All right, can I have a little bit of that excitement this morning? Is that okay? Or are we a little tired from watching the royal wedding? It's not about me wanting to get, in it, uh, like get excited and go, my preaching's awesome. But what I want is that you know that you are filled with the power of the Holy Spirit and the Spirit of God is at work living in and through you. It's not just reserved for people with microphones. Praise the Lord for that. Every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms. If you've got your Bible out, let's go over to verse 22. It says this, God has put all things under the authority of Christ and has made Him head over all things for the benefit of the church. Amen. But the problem is, I think, because I've been thinking this week. It happens. It happens. Um, I, I think sometimes we think as Christians... We, we preach on the love and the grace of God and that it's, it's the best is yet to come and all these things are good because I believe in hope. Amen, we believe in hope. But, and I'm not trying to bring doom and gloom this morning, but I also want to tell us and make sure we know that we live in a fallen world. We live in a fallen world and God knows that we live in a fallen world. But so that we know he, we, we're living in this fallen world, but He's given His Spirit to live inside of us so that, that we, can, we can live in this world with hope, with, with the blessings of God, with, with the promises of God. So I'm not saying like everything's not going to be rosy all the time. Because I think sometimes in Christianity, we think life is supposed to be perfect. There was only a short amount of time that life was perfect on the planet Earth. That was when Adam and Eve were walking with God in the Garden of Eden. And then man fell. Sin came into the world. People now have attitudes. People now are hurt. Well, they had attitudes back then, but people now are hurt. And I've found that we live in a hurt world, not just a fallen world. We live in a hurt world. People are hurt. And hurt people hurt people. And, and we need the Holy Spirit in us to deal with that hurt. You know, I, I, if I wasn't a Christian, I might have walked up that road and said, Hey, you two, shut up! <laughs> in fact, I've done that. I used to live under a house where a... There was a our landlord lived above us and she had depression. I didn't know this at the time, but she would cry at night. 
I could hear it through the floorboards. So I got the broom one day. Shut up! That's not a good example. But now the Holy Spirit's moved in me, and now it's like, man, that person's hurt. But maybe that was like one of the times where I was speed wobbling and then hit the post that was in the middle of the field. Sometimes we don't quite get it right. You know what I mean? So we live in a fallen world, but the Lord has given us the Holy Spirit to live inside of us so that we can walk through this world and we can journey through it, loving one another as the church, but also, though, preaching the Word of God and ministering to those that are living in this fallen world hurt and don't have hope in Jesus Christ. So we can minister in the power of the Holy Spirit God has put all things under the authority of Christ. We have authority. We have authority. Amen. I was like, that was weird. I could hear like a plane, and I could hear that. And as a rumbling, I thought a truck was going to come through the wall. <laughs> so, amen. Watch out, Luke. He's down the back. Yeah. Um, let's keep going. Okay, 10 minutes. Um. I want to continue in, in uh, Ephesians again because uh, if we get this as a foundation, we can continue it more later on. But Ephesians 3.10, and you know these scriptures as well, but I'm so passionate about the church being the church of Jesus Christ. I'm so passionate about us reaching people for Jesus. So passionate about it. You stand down here on Friday night, Friday night, did I want to come out? If I'm honest, not really. Hey, I haven't, I've, I've just been going for a little while and that's okay, we can handle that. Don't worry, I'm not asking for sympathy or anything like that. I'm wise enough to, but I'm like, Friday night, oh, I would have been nice to stay at home. But I knew there was, there was a uprising down here and, and I also wanted to catch up with Reggie and so it wasn't that painful. <laughs> So I come down here and, you know, the place absolutely reeked. It is, amen, it stunk <laughs> of, of beautiful young people. We're down here, but then, you know, they sing songs and Reggie plays the saxophone and he pre- preaches this message of hope, love. And they do an older call and there's just... I think it was more than 70 young people. 70 young people, just a seed going into their heart. Just a seed going, oh, I remember when I was 14, just a seed came into my heart. And, and we're about being the church of Jesus Christ. And so sometimes it's going to keep pushing and keep believing because it's worth it. It's worth it when we're seeing people saved for Jesus. It's worth it when you can go and on a Saturday and celebrate a, a, a man's life uh, who was part of this church. And many of you were there and we got to watch uh, people, a lot got to listen and watch photo tributes and people giving tributes to Charles as, at his funeral. And then you, you just get the, you, you just, you hear a story of a, a man who lived his life and made his own decisions, but came to a point that, that he, he knew Jesus Christ. And he knew how to hold on through the hard. He knew how to hold on through the, through, the, through the times of absolute tragedy. 
but still bring joy into the world they lived in and left a testimony for only his family and his friends to now go ask questions about, hey, who is Jesus? That's what I'm about as a church. You know, and and I want to encourage you just to ask the Holy Spirit to help. Just ask them to help. Let's keep going because we're going to run out of time. Um, Verse 10. See, God's purpose in all his ways is to use the church to display his wisdom and its rich variety of all unseen rulers and authority in the heavenly places. This was his eternal plan, which he carried out through Christ Jesus our Lord. Because of Christ and the faith in him, we can now come boldly and confidently into the presence, um, into God's presence. So please don't lose heart because of my trials here. I am suffering for you, so you should feel honored. Um, let's keep reading. When I think of all of this, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you. You're empowered this morning um, with inner strength. Um, through his spirit, then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots roots will go down deep into God's love and keep you strong. It goes on. But I really just want to come back to this one point here. Um, When it comes to the Holy Spirit, when it comes to letting God move in our life, our biggest um, challenge that we've got to get over is our head. It's our thinking. It's our mind. Um, well, God says, let, let, let our minds be transformed, right? Let our minds be renewed. Um, sorry, I've forgotten the reference. I think it's Romans 12. Uh, and, and, and our minds need to be remu- re- renewed. But when it comes to the Holy Spirit, I've found, I've found that it comes from my heart. Everything, when I'm doing anything, moving in any of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, it always comes out of my heart. And why I say that is because it says this in verse 17, then Christ will make his home in your hearts. I think one of the biggest challenges that we have to get over is that a lot of the time when it comes to spiritual gifts and spiritual thinking and all that, there's too much thinking. I, I, I believe we need to understand it, and that's why we use our brain to read the Scriptures and to get it. But God wants to do it in your heart. He got, it's, it's our heart that's going to lead the way on this. It's not just our head. We don't have to have it all figured out. The, the T's crossed and the I's dotted. And, I, and, and that's a lot of the challenges that I've seen when, when it comes to praying for people and releasing the gifts of the Holy Spirit, that they're, they're all just, just trying to understand it too much. And I want to say this morning, just by faith, why don't you say, Lord, make your home in my heart. Holy Spirit, I want you to move in my heart. And that's where I believe we're going to see a breakthrough. Maybe there's even times where we've had to say, hey, and we've led people through a place of renouncing some teaching that they have learned that isn't biblical. And as soon as they've renounced that teaching that they had learned, uh, that man, the gifts of the Holy Spirit just started flowing, or the spiritual gift of the heavenly language started flowing. And uh, we've just seen breakthroughs like that. And so I want to say tonight, this morning, when, when it comes to the gifts of the Holy Spirit, let it fill your heart. Let it fill your heart. Um, well, 
Because out of the heart flows the issues of life, right? We know this scripture. But see, in, in 1 Corinthians, let's go to 14. And this is where I think we'll, we'll, we'll land this this morning. Um, 1 Corinthians 14, it says this, Let love be your highest goal. Um, but you should desire also the special abilities the Spirit gives, especially the ability to prophesy. Uh, for if you have the ability to speak in tongues, you will be talking only to God, since people won't be able to understand you. You'll be speaking by the power of the Spirit, but it will be a mystery. Um, but one, uh, it will be mysterious, sorry. But one who prophesies strengthens others, encourages them, and um, comforts them. A person who is speaking in, in tongues or a heavenly language is strengthened personally, but one who speaks a word of prophecy strengthens the entire church. He, Paul goes on and keeps preaching. See, heavenly language was the day of Pentecost, Acts chapter 2. Uh, I'm fast-forwarding a whole lot of the Scripture right now. It says that in Joel, prophesies in Joel that he's going to pour out his Spirit upon all. Is anyone exempt from all? All right, we'll just squash that Spirit right down. I mean, Scripture right down. So all, it labels some people, women, men, young men, older men, dreams, blah, blah, blah. Who knows the Scripture? Read it, write it down. So the, it says that the Holy Spirit is, is going to be poured out on all. Guess what? You're part of all this morning. And, and, and it's been 50 days since Easter. I mean, that's a long time to wait, right? The disciples are waiting in Jerusalem. They've gone in and out. There's been persecution. There's been a bit of scattering. But they're waiting. They're like, we must go back to Jerusalem because the prophetic word has said that we need to be together. We need to, Jesus said, wait here for I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit. It says this in John chapter 14. Yeah? All right, if you don't know, just write, it, write John chapter 14 down and then read it later. And so there's this, uh, uh, the Holy Spirit's coming at the day of Pentecost. This is 50 days after Easter. I don't know about you, but if you're passionate about something, sometimes we've just got to hold on and wait for it. I know a friend of mine who's been praying and praying and praying to be baptized in the Holy Spirit and get the gift of, of tongues and speaking a heavenly language. And he had many, many people lay hands on him. And it wasn't until he just got, went home and he was in his room and the power of God hit him and he started speaking in the heavenly language with nobody around. And, and that can happen for you. But what, you just got to say, Lord, come and fill my heart and just keep, keep believing for it. 50 days after the crucifixion, this was released into the world. And that's for all of us, for what to do so that we can display and be the church of Jesus Christ. And I want to say this morning that we've all been given gifts. Who, 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 who hates being that person at Christmas time where they forgot to buy a gift for? That's pretty stinky. But I want to say you, you, you've not been forgotten. You've not been forgotten. God knows who you are. God knows everything about you, and you've, you've been given gifts of the Holy Spirit. You know, one of the things that I get so annoyed about being a dad is I just keep buying gifts for, for my kids, and they use them, and they just throw them, put them on the side. I, 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 like remote, I don't know how many remote-control cars I've bought. Just get some new batteries. You don't need another remote control car. 
But I don't know. I don't know if I don't know if this is God's heart. I'm just. But wouldn't it be stink if we've been given these awesome gifts, and we don't use them? And like God's gone, man. I know you're asking for this, but why didn't you just use what I've given you? I, I actually, I don't know if that's God. I think that may have been me, but 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 you know what I mean? It's like, man, every person in this room has been gifted by God, and you're like, oh, well, um, if you're breathing, you can still use your gift. Yeah, Amen. Amen. And so. We've all been gifted. We've all had the Holy Spirit. He's, he's got something for you. He's got something for me this morning. But I want to say, let it, let, it, let it be rooted in your heart. Let it be established in your heart. And I always find when I start losing heart is when I start sort of getting a little bit negative, And then it's only up to me to come back and to work on my heart. And then out of my heart starts flowing the issues of life. You know, in First Corinthians chapter 14, this is a great passage because it's really, really, I think it's clear. Speaking in a heavenly language or speaking in tongues is for you. It's for yourself. There's times where there's the gift of interpretation as well, but I, have, I actually have not seen that gift working uh, ever since I've been a Christian. I've not seen someone stand up publicly and, and give a message in tongues and then it to be interpreted. But I have seen a number, a lot of, lot of people who have this, have this spiritual language and they use it to edify themselves. Anytime, and this leads me back to the, that we live in a fallen world and we live in a place where, where people hurt and people are, are, are reaching out for help. And we might be afraid or we might be scared because we've had a bad experience as well. Can I just say the greatest weapon that you have, the greatest thing that you can do is to go and spend time speaking in your heavenly language. Go and spend time just going, Lord, this is about edifying my spirit. This is about me. I love it. We had David in, in 1 Samuel chapter 30. Here it says, David went and strengthened himself in the Lord. What do you think he went and did? He sung. It wasn't speaking in tongues then. But he went and strengthened himself in God. He's a psalmist. He went, I bet you he went and worshipped. I bet you he went and did the thing that he knew brought him closer to God. This is, the, this is the very gift that God's given us to bring us closer to God, to edify ourselves, to lift ourselves up and to go, you know what, God, doesn't matter what weapon may be formed against us, nothing will prosper. In Ephesians chapter 6, it talks about the, the gifts, uh, no, no, the, the um, armour of God. And it says to hold up the shield of faith, to hold back the fiery arrows of God. I'm oh, sorry, the fiery arrows of the devil. Amen. Amen. The fiery arrows of the devil. Here's the thing is, you want to know the best way to extinguish a fiery arrow? Start speaking in your heavenly language. Start going, Lord, I don't understand this. I don't understand what's going on right now. But Lord, I've got a promise from you. And I, and, and I mean, that's prophesying as well. But start speaking in your heavenly language, spending time. Because we're spirit as well as human, right? We're spirit as well as human. 
And so I want to encourage you this morning. In the, in the moment, we're going to stand and we're just going to worship and we're going to pray and just be like maybe the disciples in the upper room saying, heaven, would you fall in this place? Heaven, would you fill this room? May there be a rushing wind, windstorm. May there be tongues of fire that would fall down on us because we are the church of Jesus Christ. And if, if you're here this morning and you've never had this experience of speaking in your heavenly language, I want to say, open your heart, maybe close Close off your mind this morning, but open your heart to say, Lord, I want you to fill me. And if you have got the gift of speaking in the heavenly language, say, Lord, I want you to fill me afresh this morning. And I want you to, Lord, I want just to, to edify me this morning. I just want to know that I know that I know that I'm a child of God. I just want to know that I know that I know that you're for me. I just want to know this morning that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I want to know that I can walk out of this place today, whether I come back tonight for the night church or, or whatever, whether I face tomorrow, I know that I'm going to go into it love, strengthened in my heart because of the power of your Holy Spirit living in it. Shane Willard talked about this amazing journey of how God gets closer to us. In Abraham's time, God was up. And in Moses' time, God was in a, in a tent. In David's time, God was in a temple. In Jesus' time, Jesus was God. He was in the flesh. Now the power of the Holy Spirit has come. In Paul's time, He now lives in us. Isn't that awesome? Thank you, Shane Willard. That's so clear. But now God's not far away. He's so he he has journeyed so he could get closer and closer to us. And this morning he wants to he just loves you. He just wants to be with you. He wants to just encourage you. And maybe tonight I'll, I'll share more about what I was going to preach. But maybe I reckon let's just stand. Maybe many of you this morning know Jesus. Many of you have asked Him to be your Lord and Saviour. Many of you are walking with Him. I want to tell you there's no condemnation in Christ Jesus. What there is, is the power of the Holy Spirit so that you can face every single day with authority. You can face it with confidence. You can face it with the ability and knowledge going into it, going, you know what? It doesn't matter what's going to come against me today. Yeah, I'm human. Yeah, you're, we've got emotions. Sure, I'm not nullifying those. But I know that you can. You overcome all things because of the power of God that is in you. I know what, what John says. He says this. He says that Jesus must increase and I must decrease. Uh, I prayed this morning that Jesus starts increasing in your, it just continues, not starts, because I already believe that He's moving in your life. But I pray that He just continues to increase in you. Like in first, uh, Second Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, it says, to fan and to flame. You would have heard the Scripture a number of times. But I want a great opportunity on Pentecost Sunday to just let the power of the Holy Spirit come and fill this place. And so as we sing, Thank you for listening to this message recorded at Equipus Church, Dunedin. We pray it blessed you. For more information, please visit equipuschurch.com.